0: in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. One of the most uh, common uh, gospel readings that we read in the church is the feeding of the multitude. Um, today is the uh, is the third Sunday of the month of Abib, where this is the actual reading, but every time there's a fifth Sunday of the Coptic month, um, the reading is also about the feeding of the multitude. Um, and one of the things that we can learn from the miracle of the feeding of the multitude is that even though the Lord is the one who multiplied the five loaves and the two fish and he did what no one else was able to do, and yet he asked all of the people to participate uh, in the miracle. And if we read actually uh, some of the verses uh, that we read today, he he tells the apostles, you give them something to eat, he tells them, make them sit down in groups of 50, he tells them, um, he says, and gave them to the disciples to set before the multitude, meaning like all of the, the food, and then 12 baskets of the leftover fragments were taken up by them. All of these things, the apostles were participating in the service participating in the miracle and even though they could not do it themselves and they could not feed the people themselves but god did not just say stand back and and watch what i'm going to do he he could have very easily made all of the food to appear where it was supposed to appear and made all the food to disappear again whatever leftovers there were um, it would have been just as miraculous um, in that way but the lord chose a different way he chose a way that allowed the people to participate Um, with him. And so it's an important principle for us to understand about the way that God works because he refers to us as his fellow workers. In 1 Corinthians 3 verse 9, it says, for we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, and you are God's building. If we look at other examples in the scripture where the Lord uh, called the people to do work, participate with him in something that was otherwise miraculous. For instance, um, when God told Noah to build the ark, this was a command that he gave him. He said, build the ark. He told him how to build it. He told him when to build it. And of course, he guided him as he was building it so that he built it in the right way, in a way that was going to survive the flood that was going to come. But it took Noah a very great many years in order to build the ark. He co- he, he dedicated his whole life to the idea of building the ark. It wasn't uh, it wasn't something that was very simple or easy for him to do. And we can ask the question again: Well, why God couldn't you have just built the ark yourself? Why couldn't have you just made the ark to appear and said, "Okay, if you believe, then go into the ark, and uh, you know you will be saved from the flood"? Also, um, when Uh, God asked Adam to name the animals. God could have just told Adam, here are the names of all the animals. But actually, he called Adam to come and to give names to the animals. And he he called him to have dominion and to subdue the earth. Uh, when God gave the Ten Commandments, the tablets of the Ten Commandments to Moses, he told Moses, come up the mountain. He delivered the Ten Commandments to him. And then he told him, take the, the tablets down the mountain and to share it with the people. Again, he's asking him to do something. Uh, when Christ raised Lazarus from the dead, he told the people to move the, t- the stone from away from the tomb. Again, couldn't the God who made the man Lazarus after four days rise from the dead, couldn't he have moved the stone himself? Couldn't he have made it so that it just moved miraculously? But actually, he asked again the people to participate and to do their part. So when we want God to work, we have to, yes, ask him to do his part. We have to seek from him the thing that only he can do. But at the same time, we have to be willing to offer what it is that we can do. Even if, if what we're offering is very difficult. Again, back to the example of Noah. What he did was very difficult. What he did took such a long time. And yet, if Noah had didn't, hadn't done his part in building the ark, Um, then we would have never seen the miracle. We would have never seen how God was going to work through him in order to save um, his family from the flood and actually all of mankind would have perished. So we have to understand what is our, our, our way of working with God? What is our way of partnering with God? And what way does God seek that we work with him? And I'm going to just mention a few points. The first is in serving the people. Here in the example today, when the apostles were feeding the multitude, God multiplied the food, but it was the apostles' job to serve the people. They took the food and they distributed it among the people. So even in the church, whenever the church is blessing us, whenever God is blessing the church, it's then our role to go into the world and to bless the people with whatever it is that the church has given. Um, God is calling us to serve people, not in our own power and our own strength, but to give the blessings of God to the people themselves. Um, We can say that we don't really have what it is that, that the people need. God is the one who has it. God is the one who is, wants to bless the world, but he uses us as human beings to bless the world. Whenever he calls us to be a good example and a good model um, in our workplaces or in our schools or with our friends or wherever it is, this is the way that he is using us. He is blessing us. He is filling us with the Holy Spirit. And then he says, go into the world and be a good example and a good model um, for the people. Another way that we are partners with God is through preaching. In Matthew chapter 9, it says, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Who are the laborers? The laborers are us. And he says the laborers are few. And the reason why there is not more more salvation for the world um, is not because God does not desire it. It's not because it is not available. It's because the laborers are few. It's because those people, those of us who are partnering with God, uh, should be doing more in order to spread the word, um, in order for the people to believe. Um, How is it that the people are going to learn except through us? Again, God could choose to appear in the world and to reveal himself directly to everyone. But he doesn't choose to do so. He says, I will establish the church. And in the church, there will be the body of believers. And those believers will be the ones responsible to go into the world and to spread the world word and to teach all of the people. This is, this is the way that God works. We are partnering together with God in this. Also in prayer, God responds to our prayers, but he asks us to pray. He tells us to pray. He wants to bless us and he wants us to give good things. And yet he still says to pray. He says, ask me. Ask me and I will give you what is good. Um, And we see examples of this in the scripture um, when in the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis, when Sarah, the wife of Abraham, uh, was taken by Abimelech, who was a king, um, to be his wife. And he didn't know that she was already married. So he took her to be his wife. And God, um, God cursed the man and cursed his people because he took this man, this prophet's wife, to be his own. And so when, the, when Abimelech found out and God rebuked him for what is it that he was doing, God is telling him, now therefore restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. So God could have said, this man is repenting, and I'm going to forgive him his sin. But actually he said, no, I want you to go to Abraham. I want you to go to Abraham, and Abraham is going to pray for you, and then you will be, uh, you will be restored. So again, what does it teach us? It teaches that God wants to use us to partner with Him in the ministry and the service, um, even to grant us the glory that belongs to Him. Whenever we read such a story, uh, God is giving Abraham glory. God is saying only through the prayers of Abraham are you going to be saved. Only through the prayers of Abraham are you going to be restored. So go to Abraham and and believe that through his prayers I will listen to him. Again, this is partnering together with God. So even as we pray for ourselves or we pray for our family or we pray for others in the world, this is a way of service that we are serving one another and that God truly listens to our prayers because this is what he has chosen. Again, God wants to include us in the service. Another way that God um, partners with us is actually to rebuke others. When King David sinned, um, he sent Nathan the prophet, God sent Nathan the prophet to uh, condemn him and to make him aware and to rebuke him, make him aware of his sin. Again, God could have just spoken to David directly. He could have just said, Hey, David, what you're doing is wrong. And for this reason, here here is the consequence. But he sent another man who was Nathan the prophet to him. And he said, Nathan, your, your, your job is to rebuke David for what is it that he has done. And actually, he calls us, God calls us also to rebuke. He calls us to rebuke one another through um, the principles that we have learned from God, the commandments of God. In Proverbs 27 verse 5, it says, open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Why is that? We maybe believe that when we are rebuked, it is an act of hatred. Because someone is telling me something that causes me offense, something that I do not want to hear. But rebuke is actually, should be an act of love. What is rebuke? I'm telling someone that what they're doing is wrong to correct them so that they do not suffer the consequence of their wrong actions. And this is something that is an act of love. And even though it is painful to hear and it's not something I want to hear, and yet it is an act of love. And God uses us also to rebuke one another. So, for instance, if I see that my friend is going astray, I should not just sit and wait for God to have an angel appear to this person to tell them that the the lifestyle that they have chosen is wrong. No, actually, if it is in me to have a relationship with them to where I can speak to them in a way they will accept it from me, then I go to them and I say, hey, what you are doing is wrong. I don't agree with your decisions and here's why. And this is going to be harmful for you and so on. This is actually the work of God. God uses us and works through us for the salvation of the people. Also, he works through us by granting us stewardship. It says in Genesis 2 verse 8, The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he formed. And in in verse 15, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. So God made the garden, but then he called us to tend it and keep it. God made our bodies, he made our souls, he made our spirits, but then he calls us to tend it and keep it meaning we have a responsibility we have a responsibility whether in our bodies we have responsibilities in our spirit meaning god gave us the spirit but then he said but i want you to nourish your spirit i want you to to pray i want you to read i want you to partake of the sacraments these are the ways that you nourish your spirit and it is your role to do this nourishment right god is offering us the spiritual food just like he offered to the people all of the food when he multiplied the five loaves and the two fish but then it was up to the people to eat and it was up to the apostles to distribute Right, So God is granting the miracle. He's saying, on the altar is my body and blood, but come and partake of it. Come and, t- come and take of it yourself. We are fellow workers with God. The last point I want to mention is repentance. Repentance is also a cooperation with God. Why? Because we are called by God to repent, and this is an action that each of us take. But the repentance itself is, is done through conviction of the Holy Spirit. So it's like God is convicting me, the Holy Spirit is convicting me of my sin, which is then causing me to repent, which is an action that I take. And then God forgives me the sin that I am repenting of. So there is this interworking between me and God and everything that we do in our spiritual life. In First John chapter 1, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So even the act of repentance and, for- and confession and forgiveness, this is also something that we do together with God. And if we really think about it, there is nothing that we do that is not in some form a cooperation with God. Because God has given us our bodies, he's given us our minds and our hearts, he's given us everything, and then called us to use them wisely. Um, So everything is a cooperation. So we have to always keep this in mind. We don't do anything separate from him, and he doesn't do anything without our assistance in some way. Not because he needs our assistance, but because he wants us to participate in the work. He wants us to participate. He offers it to us, and then he wants us to take it. So the six points that we mentioned of how we partner with God, the first one is by serving the people. The second one is by preaching the word of God. The third is through prayer and asking God to answer our prayers. The fourth is by rebuking others. The fifth is stewardship, having something that God has granted us ownership of that he calls us to to take care of. And then the sixth one is repentance, confession, and forgiveness. So We pray that God always reminds us of our role in our own salvation, um, that we are not just trusting only what he has done, but he is calling us to a work. What is the work he is calling us to? May God grant it that we would know it and reveal it to us so that we could live it in our lives. And glory be to God forever. Amen.